welcome to the weekly sermon podcast at the Cowboy Church of Ellis County. It's already been a good morning, amen? amen. I'm going to uh, do my best to keep this morning's message very, very short. Um, and I want to start out by letting you know why I'm here uh, versus Pastor Gary. Um, he is in West Texas uh, taking care of his dad. God's Word tells us to honor your father and your mother. So he is there uh, loving, ministering uh, to his, his mom and his dad. Um, his, his dad's in the hospital right now, so do pray for his dad. Pray for him as well as he travels, um, travels back and as he's there with his family, okay? Can we do that right now before we get started? Father, we thank you so much for uh, giving to us a pastor, a pastor who loves you, who loves your word, who um, comes and faithfully delivers your word to your people. Lord, we pray right now a special blessing on him, on his family. Uh, Lord, we do lift up his mom and dad to you. And um, Lord, we just again, we praise you for uh, Pastor Gary. And we ask that you uh, just minister to him and his family in a special way today. And we pray this in your name. Amen. <clears throat> I, I had a sermon um, prepared. I got a call from Pastor Gary, I guess probably Thursday, and I began working on a sermon. And uh, this morning I woke up and was looking over my notes, and God said, no, that, that sermon was for you. I've got something else for you to share. Well, that's kind of unnerving when it's uh, the, the 12th hour, last minute, when God changes things on you. But um, I'm, I'm going to uh, do my best to faithfully share with you what God's given me uh, to share this morning. I want to start out by telling you a story about... Um, Apple eating Eve, and Apple eating Eve isn't the person in the Bible, but it's a, it's a young show heifer. Uh, my son and I, we got into showing Longhorns not too long ago, and it's been a, it's been a good time, and it's been a lot of fun. And uh, in fact, he, he's in Decatur this morning. Uh, well, right now he's probably in a, a church service. I like this, but in a, in a show arena, and then uh, here in a little bit, they'll start showing their animals again. Um, but our, our uh, journey kind of started with a, with a heifer named Apple Eating Eve. He got to name her, and he decided since it's the first one, Eve was the first lady, so he named her Apple Eating Eve. Well, we went and picked Eve up from, uh, from a guy up in around Decatur, actually. And um, it was exciting. We got there and we uh, found Eve in a, in a lot already with a halter on. We went to get the, uh, the halter and she, she was trying to give us a high five because those front legs came straight up at us. Some of you know what I'm talking about. She was kicking at us and she was not wanting to get caught at all. See, they just brought her in from the pasture not uh, two or three days earlier and even though she was nine months old uh, she was just getting weaned from her mama so she was a little bit irritated um, well as the days went on uh, she began to understand that she didn't belong in the pasture because she was a show cow 
Uh, my son, I think he got some rope burn on the hand, and uh, he got kicked more than once or twice. Uh, I only got kicked once. So, yeah, I figure once is enough for me. Um, but anyway, through the process, it's, she realized that her destiny is not out in the pasture, but she, in fact, is a show cow, a show heifer. That's what she is and who she is. Um, you see, there's a, there's a difference in a show cow and a pasture cow, right? How many of you have ever shown before or, or been in the show showing animals? So, so there's a difference. Um, you feed them differently, don't you? You do. I, I promise you that the feed that, that she gets is a whole lot more expensive than what pastures, uh, pasture cows eat. Um, she not only eats differently, um, she's cared for differently. She gets walked, if not every day, every other day. Um, she gets to go for a walk, and it's really funny because when she walks, well, she walks, but when she's running, sometimes they go for a jog, and she just kind of pounces. It's, it's pretty neat. Um, she also gets different care. She gets washed. Um, how many of you guys who got pasture cows go out and just wash your cows? Any of you? I don't see any hands. She gets, she gets a bath. She gets hosed down. She gets special conditioner. Um, she gets all kinds of, of care that way. She gets a different time with the rancher also or with, with Levi. He spends, um, he spends time with her at least twice a day. In the morning and in the evening, he talks to her, uh, he brushes her out, he, he uh, takes her for a walk, he spends time with her. So, there's a big difference. Now, my dad does talk to his pasture cows, I'm not going to lie. How many of you talk to your pasture cows? Okay, good, good. Um, there's a difference in a show cow and a pasture cow. I want to read for you 2 Corinthians chapter 5, uh, verses 15 through 19. Uh, that's the text that we're going to, to look at today. And I want you to keep that picture in the back of your mind of Apple eating Eve, the show cow, okay? The show heifer. While you're turning there, I'm going to go ahead and brag. I got a text last night while I was up here uh, listening to some really good music really good music, um, that he, with his show Steer, won Junior Champion. And I was a proud papa. We've been waiting for that for a while. Um, he's the, that, that Steer's the youngest in the class, and it just took him a while to get caught up with the others. But um, that was really exciting. Let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5. We're going to be starting in verse 15. It's, it's talking about Christ and and Paul says, Christ died for everyone so that those who received his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ who died and was raised for them. So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought Christ merely from a human point of view. How differently we know him now. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. 
And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to Himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to Him. For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to Himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And He gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. We could spend probably weeks just on this chunk of text because it's so, so rich. But I want to move through it quickly um, so that we can get some big truths for us. Verse 14 says this, We have died to our old life. Verse 15 says this, We no longer live for who? Yeah. See, we have received a new life. If you have put your faith in Jesus Christ, you are um, not living for yourself any longer. Verse 16 says this, So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. How differently we know Him now. When you have an encounter with the Savior, your thinking changes. We begin to think differently. Verse 17 tells us this, that we become a new person. The old life is gone, and the new life has begun. You know, I just I keep going back and forth, and I, I want to wait until the end to tie this back to Apple, Eat, and Eve, but do you see it there already? The old life versus the new life? Being a, being a pasture cow who's just left alone versus getting cared for? And getting love and receiving all that the Father has for you as His child. Well, we'll come back and visit there in a second. Verse 18 tells us this. And all of this is a gift from God. As we look at Christmas time and as we begin to... How many of you have done your Christmas shopping? How many of you are still Christmas shopping? How many of you will still be Christmas shopping on Christmas Eve? Yeah, I, that, that's usually me too. Um, here, we understand the greatest gift that we can receive is, in fact, Jesus Christ. The last part of that verse says that God has given us a task of reconciling people to God. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to Himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to Him. Uh, verse 19, real quick, pull this, these truths out. For God was in Christ reconciling people to the world. You see... The next part I think is huge for us as a believer. No longer counting people's sins 
against them. How often do we look backwards at the pasture life? How often do we look back and go, ah, you know, even though I, I may see these, these, um, these banners or these ribbons of God doing things in my life, I look back to the pasture and realize, well, that's, that's who I really am. But is that our identity? We're going to talk about that in a second too. And then lastly, this is the wonderful message of reconciliation. I think for us as believers, we got several big, big truths here that we need to, to dive into and, and to really discover if we're going to walk as Christ wants us to walk. Here they are. The old is gone. We walk in newness as His children. Um, we're not pasture cows. We're show cows. Okay, that, that may be a stretch, but you get, the, you get the tie together, right? Help me out here. Help me out here, 8.30 service. Look like you're awake with me, okay? We get to be with our God. We get to spend time with Him. We get to receive all the great things that He has for us. Why? Because He cares for us. Because we were chosen by Him. We were set aside to do a special thing, which is to reflect His goodness. Okay? When Levi's in the show ring with that show calf, that show calf is a representation of Him. It shows how He has fed Him. It shows how, um, or, or her, it shows how He has cared for her, how he has washed her, how he has done all these things to prepare her for the show ring. Do you understand what I'm saying? We are, we are a reflection of our Father in heaven and his goodness to us. I get pretty frustrated sometimes when I see people who claim to be in Christ and they look miserable. Why? Because they're not being a representation of their new life and of their Savior. We have to think differently. We don't get to think like the world anymore. Why? Because we're not in the world. We're, we're set apart. We're separated. We're called to something better. And I would love for us to really consider what gift we have received through Christ. I think sometimes we take things for granted. Um, a few Christmases back, I guess it's been quite a few now, we were at my mom and dad's. I was grown and I had kids and we were sitting around the Christmas table and our Christmas uh, room there by, by the tree, the kids on the floor you know, the, the adults in the chairs, they're opening their gifts, and the kids began to chant, we want more, we, went, we want more. And first of all, I was scared because I know my mama. I was waiting for her to just whip them all. But she didn't. Um, she looked sad, though. And I thought, oh, what is this? Mom's not going to knock them out. She, she looks sad. And, and I realized that 
um, she was sad because the kids weren't happy, because they weren't enthused, because their, their desire was, um, was selfish. And uh, they began, because they were, they were taking all of the good things for granted, and they just wanted more. They had this um, entitlement mentality, and I think sometimes, if we're not careful as Christians, we fall into the same trap as His children, saying, God, I want more, I want more, I want more, instead of looking at all that He's given to us, and all that He has for us, and all that He's entrusted to us. And we discard them, we push them aside and say, okay, what's next? Instead of basking and realizing it and, and just loving the fact that our God has given so very much to His children. God has then given us a gift. But I think that in our society... Here you go. Here you go. Ladies, I'm going to ask uh, wives, I'm going to ask you a question. If your husband was to get you just one gift this Christmas and he gave you a vacuum cleaner, would he be in trouble? Just stop. Would he be in trouble? Yes. But if he gave you a diamond ring, would he be in trouble? No. No. Would he get a big old kiss? Yes. On the lips? Probably not. But anyway, um, you would be very happy with that. But see, and, and ladies, I'm picking on you. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with diamond rings. But we just have, have uh, gone through a, a study on spiritual gifts here, and we are so, I don't know, I, I'm, I think that our, our thinking is a little bit misguided in the fact that we think that we're going to get a diamond ring when in fact what God has for us is a vacuum cleaner. Why? I don't want a vacuum Well, I would love a good vacuum cleaner. Dirt devils are not the way to go, people. Okay? Our gifts are meant for us to be putting things to work. And even the gift of, of salvation is meant for us to receive and then get to work. Look at verse 18. And this is... Uh, and, and I've got to find my place here. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to Himself through Christ. And then God has given us this task. We receive this sweet salvation. We receive this gift of reconciliation. But then we put this gift to work in calling others to be reconciled to Christ. Lastly, and this is big. Verse 19. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to Himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. I've, I've stood here before, and, and um, even uh, Pastor Chris and I have had good 
lengthy discussions on this. And, and I, I guess you have to be careful, but I want us to understand if in fact you are a believer of Jesus Christ and a follower of Jesus Christ, you walk in complete freedom and forgiveness. Why? Because right here we see that Christ is not counting our sins against us. Now, if you're truly a child of God, you don't sit and say, well, I want to sin more, I want to sin more, I want to sin more, but instead your heart is turned towards Him and you realize the great sacrifice that He's given and you walk in that forgiveness knowing that you don't want to return to the pasture. Wow. Why is it then that sometimes we don't believe that promise that we see right here in Scripture that Christ has forgiven us and God has given us um, this, this task. Well, God was in Christ reconciling the world to Himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. Do we, I'm just going to ask, because I think this is a big truth that I want you to grab hold of. Do we walk through life looking over our shoulder, thinking of all the bad that we've done sometimes? I think sometimes we do. But is that the life that God has called us to? No. How insane would it be, and yet I've seen it happen, for a show calf to say, ah, yeah, the pastor's right there, though. Yeah, I, I remember, and, and I'm drawn to it in a little bit. That, that's crazy. We get to walk in complete and total forgiveness. Church, church, let me plead with you. Walk as though you've been forgiven. Walk as though you're free from those sins because the truth is you are. Okay? And last, this wonderful message of reconciliation. It's the Christmas message in case you didn't realize it. Right here. You, you thought the gospel was only in the first parts of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, but here is the Christmas message. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. It's a message of forgiveness that Christ came to reconcile people to himself. We this time of year, it seems as though we get stuck on, um, on baby Jesus, okay? And I, I don't know how else to say it other than we get stuck on Jesus in the manger and Mary and Joseph and the wise men. But understand the Christmas message is this, that God has given a gift of reconciliation. Yes, did He send Jesus? Yes. Why? So Jesus could reconcile you and me to himself. Hmm. So what do we do with the sermon like this? 
what do you do with the sermon about a show heifer? First of all, if you haven't received the new life that's found in Jesus Christ, I encourage you to receive this message of reconciliation. Jesus Christ came because of God's great love for, for you. And, and He lived His life and He died on the cross so that your sins could be punished on the cross through Jesus Christ. Um, big $10 word is, is propitiation. See, Christ became the person who absorbed God's wrath so that you and I can live totally and completely free. If you've never received Christ as your Savior today, it truly is the greatest gift. I can look back through my life and remember a few gifts in my life. I remember the BB gun that my, my brother bought when I was about seven. Um, I remember getting a quilt when I was 18. I still have it. It's kind of special. My grandmother um, put the, the top together and, and stitched it together. It was a special gift. Um, there's a lot of gifts I've forgotten. There really have been. One gift that I have never forgotten and will never forget because I think about it daily is the gift of Jesus Christ. If you haven't received this new life, I encourage you, um, find a lay pastor, a guy in a white shirt at the back. Uh, come find me after the service. I want to talk to you about how Christ is reconciling people to Himself today. In church, that's what we're about, right? Is proclaiming that truth. Why? Because that's what it says here. God has given us a task of reconciling people to God. If you have received Christ as your Savior, I encourage you, don't buck against the Savior. Don't, don't pull against the lead rope. Walk in step with Him. And not only that, show His glory. Surrender to Him. Your old life is gone. Walk in that forgiveness. Walk in your new life. You're a show cow, not a pasture cow. Okay? I, I, don't do it, Bubba. You're fixing to get in trouble. You just told your wife you're a show cow. Did you hear that? I know. Don't do it. Show cows point to their exhibitor. They, they point to him. Encourage you. Show off what a great God that you have. Show him off in the way that you live your life. And lastly, you have a message to share. The greatest gift you can give anyone this Christmas is sharing. And here's my challenge for you, believers. Listen to me. I'm going I'm to drop the gauntlet here. Here it is. Um, evangelism is not a spiritual gift. Why? Because God calls all of us to share the gospel. Okay? Give that gift to someone this Christmas, the gift of sharing within the message of the cross. And the message is yours today. Let's pray together. Father, thank you so much.
for your great love, for how you showed your love to us. Lord, you, you, you feed us your word. You spend time with us. You lead us. And you care for us. God, I pray that we as the church will show your glory, that we will point to you, that we will be a great reflection of, of what an amazing God you are. And Father, my, my prayer is also that if there's anyone here this morning who is not um, walking with you, who, who you've not called out of the pasture, Lord, that you would call their name, that they would hear and that they would receive this incredible gift the gift of reconciliation, of you making them right with you because of your Son, Jesus Christ. God, thank you for this church. God, I pray that we will be a place where people are loved and that as we do practice um, and, and share uh, the gifts that you've given us, Lord, that, that we would do so with such great love that all are closer to you. And we pray this in your name. Amen. For this sermon and many more, check out our website at www.cowboyfaith.org.